So about three weeks ago, our country experienced something historical, monumental, something we would never thought would have happened in our lifetime, uh, the overturning of Roe v. Wade. Yeah, so, I mean, unless something has gone wrong between <laughs> recording this and the releasing of this, yeah, it would have been three weeks ago. Yeah. And uh, the internet was set ablaze by all manner of vilification of us or if anyone who happens to think this is a good thing, which, by the way, it's a very good thing, very good thing. to uh, to remove the blanket statement that the right to killing your own child is a constitutional right mm. um, to remove that is a very good thing. Mm-hmm. And but the, what we're finding is that the focus is not on the, the, the goodness of it and the fact that we're preserving the life of children. But instead, it becomes um, a, a battleground for ideas. Mm-hmm. When the very simple truth of it is, wh- what we care about is preserving the life of, of the innocent human. children, mm-hmm. a human child in the womb. And it can get tricky because people are very quick to attack you personally. Mm-hmm. And the attacks they use on the face of them seem to be compassionate. They seem to be rooted in love. They seem to be rooted in caring for women. Um, but the question is, are they true? Hmm. Are the premises that these arguments are based on, are they true premises? Hmm. And are the logical conclusions of these propositions, are they coherent logical conclusions that can be made? Hmm. And so here, we're talking about this on a parenting podcast, okay? Friends, we don't often dip our toes in the cultural milieu that is (laughs) politics. We're not polemicists, okay? We're here to remind you of God's truth in terms of parenting and truth yeah. of in terms of what it means to love our children and to disciple them. But this is an issue that we need extraordinary clarity around so that when we have these conversations, we can actually get down to the truth and we can be about the hard business of discipling one another, discipling our kids and loving our neighbors mm-hmm. as ourselves. So we're going to get into this conversation today. Uh, before I go any further, we'll just see you on the other side. Our goal today really is to equip and encourage you, believer, Christian. Uh, If you find yourself not a believer, not a Christian, but just curious of what we have to say, um, then I guess just listen with charity and, I don't know, try to follow and see what comes of it. You know, we pray that God softens your hearts. We are constantly praying for those who are lost, that the Lord would save them and lead them back to Him. Uh, They'd find freedom and life in Him. Um, but today we are going to talk. That very statement itself is bristling against our culture because there's, you're, it's okay. I'm fine bristling in that way because okay. you're assuming, and I, from a biblical standpoint, you're rightfully assuming that we're lost without Christ. We and the, the cultural narrative would say, who are you to say what the answer to truth is? And we're here to say, we didn't actually say that. We're looking to the one who did. Mm-hmm. And his name is Jesus. And he said he's the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through him. Yes. And so yes. that's. That's not. That's an exclusive statement. Mm. So if you're someone who says they believe that Jesus is this great guy, he's he. You know, he might even say that he's divine. He might even say he's a great teacher. His moral, his morality is worth emulating. Then you got to take that part too, which he says, "I'm the only way, the only mm-hmm. truth, the only life, the only way to the Father, the only way to salvation." Mm-hmm. Those are Jesus's words, mm-hmm. and so we're taking that same heart of truth, I guess that same core of truth, and looking back at what the same. Words of God mm-hmm. said about people, mm-hmm. that people are made in his image, worthy of protection, worthy of rights, worthy of love, worthy of honoring, mm-hmm. uh, worthy of dignity. Mm-hmm. And we're applying those to the smallest and most vulnerable among us. Right. And so we're here to remind you, Christian. So yes. we're kind of making the assumption today that you are a believer because you're 
watching the fierce parenting podcast videos on youtube or listening on the on your pod on your app or whatever um so we're going to talk to you as a brother or sister Mm -hmm. uh so we're not going to create a full apologetic for anti-abortion but really how to deal with some of these um uh, kind of modern arguments that have since bubbled to the surface in the last right. week or so. As a Christian Christian parenting uh, resource, this is something that we can't um, ignore, I think, that is happening yeah. in our culture. So that's why we're talking about it. We're hopefully going to distill down a few of the prevalent arguments um, against the ruling um, and kind of understand mm. what ga- gaslighting's kind of had. We did a whole episode in uh, Fierce Marriage. Take a listen to that. As two days ago on the YouTube ago, channel called gaslighting uh if you want to know more about that um but we just want to kind of talk about a few of these just really loud arguments at the at the helm right now Mm -hmm. um and how we can kind of we can find the truth in them how we can kind of dismantle them um and understand kind of the motives and the difference between what we're actually saying and what people are hearing us say right Mm -hmm. as far as truth goes um, and then where do we go from here? Like w- when we are faced with these arguments and how can we continue, you know, celebrating what God has done, celebrating the lives that are already being saved um, and mm. continuing as brothers and sisters and Christians to open our door uh, to those in need, to serving others, uh, to sharing the gospel, to teaching our children about the sanctity of life, about being made in the image of God and the giver of life. Uh, so those are kind of some things that that's kind of the pathway forward in this yeah. episode. Um, I think we should jump down, right? Yeah. Right to the, the primary arguments. Okay. So we had a bunch of kind of disclaimer preamble stuff and here it is. I'm just going to summarize it. <laughs> We're here to encourage and equip you. Yes. We want to celebrate this win because we believe it is good. That's a historical good. It's a, it's a good thing that happened in our country mm-hmm. because we believe that God's word says that all people are created in his image. Um, we want to uh, recognize that uh, we do not, we live in the world, but we do not wage war as the world wages war, mm-hmm. that we are uh, embroiled in a spiritual battle. Mm-hmm. And the weapons we fight with, this is Paul in Second Corinthians, weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. Mm-hmm. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... This is just too good to pass up. In First Peter <laughs> three fifteen, it says, "But in your hearts, honor Christ as the Lord, as holy." Okay, that's first priority. Honor Christ. Second one, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. That is in you. That's the second one. Here's the third one. Yet, do it with gentleness and respect. Now, that's a really hard thing to do now nowadays mm. because people don't hear an argument; they hear. They hear violence. Well, especially they don't hear tone over the internet. It's never good to have these conversations. It's very rare to engage someone <laughs> in a thoughtful dialogue on this topic. Right. That is actually dealing with the currency of logic and argumentation. Right. It's very, very rare. And I, I would argue it's 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 exceedingly rare. Yeah. And so um, but and so that's hard to hear Peter say that, uh, do it with gentleness and respect, because we conflate that with don't make people upset. <laughs> right. And that's not true. That's not gentleness, that's not respect in fact if i'm if i think that i can't say this to you because it'll make you too upset then i'm actually not respecting you because i don't think the importance the the issue is more important than your emotions yeah or your opinion. and therefore yeah. i'm not giving you the the respect to call you into that truth right. despite you know like our children uh, this is a parenting podcast so <laughs> you know uh, if i always didn't want them to be upset with me i would never correct them yeah. i would never speak truth to them because they would always be upset when i tell them no you can't have another piece of cake or no you can't watch another 30 minutes of 
shows. Mm-hmm. No, you cannot stay up till midnight. No, you can. <laughs> they're always going to argue. They're always yeah. going to be offended, and they're always going to call me uh, mean. Right? Not, they don't call me mean, but they're always going to think mean that they're right. Towards you. Yeah. <laughs> but because I want to love them with gentleness and respect, I'm yes. still going to do the hard truth. But I'm going to do it in a way that is is uncompromising, but just not i'm not lowering down to their level i'm not arguing with them on their level well and it's on a basis of understanding love in a biblical from a biblical perspective because love is again another word that is thrown around that is not actually defined it's defined by whoever Mm. wants to define it right but we live as christians under the truth and the authority of scripture and scripture tells us blatantly what love is and the way of love and that love Mm. is something that we as believers have to live out of and live into so um moving on <laughs> so i meant to gloss over that but i found out that i couldn't so you there we couldn't. were i was like he's just gonna he doesn't even know he doesn't Selena, even I'm know sorry. i'm sorry i repent one more thing i want to say is that the church is alive and well and it's continuing to serve those who are in need mm. that are that are considering abortion that are it, it, the church and the body of christ are continually reaching yeah. out to those that are in need so let's continue to do this and be active and uh celebrating this yeah. this win, but also keeping our hands and our hearts and our homes open. There's definitely a tension because you see um, both on, there's Christians in the same center of maybe this, this conversation, yeah. and some are looking to the, to the right saying, we don't need to buy this narrative that Christians are only pro-birth, they're not pro-life, because Christians are the ones funding the food shelters, they're the ones funding the pregnancy centers, they're the ones They're funding the ones waiting in line for babies to, to adopt yes. that are being aborted. And then, by the way, I was up in Seattle yesterday, which uh, is not known for being this bastion of conservative <laughs> thought. And, uh, you know, I'm walking down the street and there's a whole bunch of homeless people and uh, they're all eating. They've all got these little containers and they're eating what looks to be really good food. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, wow, this is, I mean, there's tents set up. They're t- not like homeless tents, but like tents to serve people. Mm. And I'm thinking, somebody is helping these people here. And of course, I go up the street, and what is it? It's the Bread of Life. <laughs> and it's a Christian organization. Mm-hmm. And they're the ones, and that's the only, I, I walked probably, I walked four miles in the city yesterday. And it was the only one that I saw helping the homeless, and mm-hmm. they were believers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so uh, there's that side of it who says, you know, we don't have to defend ourselves because we're already out doing this work from birth until, from the, what, from the womb into the grave. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's the other, there's in the, in the same center of it, talking to, the opposite side saying, hey, you know, celebrate the win, but let's not be so obnoxious about it because there's still a lot of work to do and we still need to step up for these families and step mm-hmm. up because they're trying to kind of soften the blow for that yeah. side. I tend to lean on the side of let's just keep doing what we're doing. I'm not going to apologize for what Christians are doing, yeah. um, and be, but let's do a, more. It's okay to let's celebrate. I think it's a historical moment. I mean, on the timeline of yeah. humanity, it is historical. So, so Selena... You kind of need to take the the first chair on this one, um, because I, I love hearing your heart on it. I love that you have strong convictions, but you're also gentle in how you communicate. I hope so, because I try not to stay on the internet too much because of all of the media and propaganda and messages that are being sent and scathing um, comments. So some of the primary arguments. Yeah. What is the first? What is the yeah? What is the first primary argument that pro-choicers will currently make? I think against yeah. this current against this ruling. Excuse me. Yes. Uh, so the first one that we've been seeing as of late uh, that pro-abortion media is once again equating miscarriage and ectopic pregnancy with abortion. Um, is tr- that true? No. 
Uh, treatment for an ectopic pregnancy is not an abortion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and treatment for miscarriage is not an abortion, although they use similar methods, if not the same. Uh, the purpose is different. So let's let's talk and about that a little bit. Motive matters. Motive matters. <laughs> uh, that's one thing we talked about with gaslighting. Okay, mm-hmm. so um, now to for someone to come to you and say, this ban on abortion, it's not a ban, it's, the, it's saying that abortion is not constitutional. If this ruling, if you're for this ruling, then you are effectively condemning women with ectopic pregnancies and or miscarriages. You're condemning them to subpar medical care. You're contem- contem- excuse me, condemning them to death is, is what the argument is. Right. Um, that, Which, those people that are conflating those, those things with abortion are either not aware of the nuances in the category, the categorical confusion they're, they're doing, or they're trying to, to manipulate you. Right, right. And so what are the categorical differences? I'm asking you now, Selena. What are the categorical differences between an ectopic pregnancy and uh, a miscarriage? What are the differences between those and an abortion? <laughs> well, I'm not a doctor. Uh, I do understand uh, that ectopic pregnancies happen. It's when I think a fetus attaches to the fallopian tubes. A fertilized egg. Would fertilized attach, egg yeah. attached to the fallopian tubes and either gets stuck there or tries to start developing, which is uh, very dangerous for the mother. Um, the baby, I would say, almost never survives. It's what one in a million. I, I think, think I read a stat. It was one in a million. Yeah. Right, and so it's it's very dangerous for the mother. Um, and they're usually they usually have to treat it in the hospital, and again the ba- the likeliness of the baby surviving is is slim to none. So so let's go with that one for a second. Okay, and we'll get into miscarriage in a minute. Um, motive matters. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Selena, let's say you're pregnant, mm-hmm. and you have an ectopic pregnancy. I would go into the hospital and I would say, doctor. Do your best to save me and my baby. Motive matters. And yeah. so we're we're going to the doctor and saying, this is going to kill Selena. It's more than likely also this child is not going to survive. Right. Can you save them? Yeah. Please. All the while we are praying to the Lord. Lord, have right. mercy. Save them. Now, someone who's not being charitable in this conversation would say, well, then you don't, then you're being a hypocrite because you're just going to kill the child. No, that's not the motivation here. You're trying to save the child, but the natural progression of, of where the child is developing, just the the mm. biology of it, uh, the baby will not survive. It's not how God, it's not how it's designed Versus to. Versus an, an abortion, which is says, I do not want this child, therefore murder this child. Who Kill is the child, healthy get rid of it. in the uterus, developing, attached where they're mm-hmm. supposed to be attached, completely healthy. So again, yes, motive matters. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to miscarriage, um, a miscarriage is, is <laughs> it's when, you know, a baby passes uh, before they're born at, I don't know, different weeks of- Usually of, in the first 12 weeks. Yeah, but there have been many, many that are later. Sure, yeah. Yep, yep. Um, and so you typically have to have a DNC after that because the baby has passed but has not um, exited the womb and so a dnc is also how abortions are carried out do you know what dnc stands for i honestly don't know i don't remember (laughs) it's a medical term for when they go in and actually like clean out yes they're basically cleaning out your yeah um because if left in there it's going to get an infection and that is not an abortion no why because an abortion is going in and into the womb and you're, you're killing the child before doing the dnc and then that's the whole purpose of that, organization, uh, that operation is to end the life of this child. Right. Whereas uh, a miscarriage is the, the life of the child is already ended. Right. 
not by a will of man, not by the will of ourselves, for whatever reason, um, the Lord saw fit, and I will, I, I'm okay saying that, the Lord saw fit to not let that child survive. Now we're going in and actually cleaning yeah. out the Right, the, it's the a procedure to remove the child. tissue from the uterus. And we've had friends who've done this, and you know, frankly, we, we would treat this as a human, because mm-hmm. it, it is a human, and we would treat this as a loss of a child, and we would have all the ceremonial things that go along with losing a family member and it would be tragic and you mourn and we know friends that have had multiple multiple, Mm -hmm. uh, miscarriages and it's sad and so to conflate that with an abortion it's to why would you why would you even go to a mother this mother who's gone through this hardship and now say that's basically an abortion you've had an abortion (laughs) and now I, I don't know how yeah. you can logically make that leap. So a right. DNC, as we've looked it up, what is it? Dilation and curettage. Cur- curettage? Curettage? Sure. The procedure to remove tissue from inside the uterus. So we have the procedure. Go right. look it up. <laughs> I, um, I knew it was a procedure. I just didn't remember what it stood for. Um, another argument that we've been seeing quite a bit is you're not pro-life, you're just pro-birth. And it's all about controlling women's bodies. So the idea that I mm. am not... I'm just pro, like, have the baby because we don't want to kill the baby, but I'm not going to have any responsibility for the baby as, as a believer or someone who believes in life. I just don't want you to kill the baby. That's all. And, and it's these, me just trying to control your body, and I, I don't want any responsibility afterwards, right? Somebody accused me this uh, accused me of this <laughs> on sorry. Facebook. I'm sorry. It's because com- I, I just... Because I was celebrating the Roe v. Wade thing, yeah. and... Um, she's like, just another man who has a better opinion about what to do with my body... <laughs> And I didn't know how to respond because Facebook's so weird. Like I do, there's no like there's a person there. Yes. And I don't want to respond to that person as if they're not a person. So I wanted to say like, lady, like here's what I wanted to say. I don't really care like what you do. Like just don't kill a child. That's what I wanted to say to her. Your body, your choice. Just don't kill that body. Like that's that's that <laughs> body's choice. Um, that's what I wanted to say. But then I realized that would just be inflammatory. So how do I, and I wanted to call her out and be like, listen, I get that you're, you're afraid you're hurting right now for whatever reason. I want to invite you into the body, you know, but I, I didn't. I think you have the typical, that, yeah, you have the typical response of, of a, per, a Christian, like the tension is between, I want to retaliate and show you how silly this argument is, but I also am called, I'm a Christian and called to love you and try to speak truth in a winsome way. But again, the mode, how do you even begin to do that over the internet where tone is so necessary and tone is completely absent from the medium? So there's two arguments embedded into one here. This is that you're not pro-life, you're just pro-birth. Right. And then there's the, it's just about controlling women's lives. I've never understood the controlling women's lives thing. Their like, bodies. Or their bodies. I've never understood that because I don't know, even in like the most insidious models for like governance, you have maybe, you know, maybe the caricature is you have all these, you know, white men <laughs> ruling in the country and they just have this, some reason they want to control the bodies of women. To what end? I don't understand that. It was, well, and if you look at history, it wasn't about controlling women's bodies when they were aborting. Like, I mean, if you look at World War II and they were killing babies in concentration camps, that was to end a bloodline. That was to end a generation. That was to end a people. It was not about controlling the mom's body. Like, in some sense, it might have been. And I think you could make this, that case much more strongly for, like, for the abortion side because, uh, because if I'm sleeping around and I get three ladies pregnant and I don't want to raise any of the kids, like I, I want, I want to encourage that woman to get an abortion. So right. this would be a blow against the control over mm-hmm. women's bodies. Right. Um, because, uh, now you have the choice 
by and large, because ninety, I think it's a vast majority, ninety some percent of all abortions are are of convenience. Um, that woman had control over her body when engaging in that sexual relationship, mm-hmm. in the in the activity that could result in a child. Mm-hmm. Now, if I wanted to maintain control over your body after you got pregnant, then I would want abortion to be legal because right. I would want to be able to encourage you so to get rid of that child. Um, now, that's the second half of that number two. Um, this you're not pro-life, you're just pro-birth. Um, we have to take that one and just stop thinking about it uh, like in in, um, in, in abstract terms, <laughs> yeah. Because those are just those are ta- uh, what are the tautologies? They mean nothing. Mm-hmm. Like think about your church, okay? And I'm, again, we're assuming we're talking to Christian brothers and sisters here. Think about your church. If you had a woman come into your church and she was a single mother, tell me that your church would not. Come, and she was asking for help. help. Her. And she's saying, right. I can't afford this. I need food. We don't have clothing or a place right. to stay. What church would reject that woman, right? And if that church rejects that woman, that church does not deserve to be a church. Right. But I honestly don't know of a church that would do that. Yeah. Even the most liberal churches, I believe, would be the first to say, let us help you. And like, and conserv- I, I don't want to put them in political lines, but what, no. you're saying liberal theologically, liberal yeah. conservative theologically. Yeah, because I think I would say conservative theologically as well. They would. Uh, I think perfect strangers would help someone in a lot of ways more than people think. Yeah, and and but statistics would show that yeah. Christians are more likely to to adopt. I think two times more likely to adopt. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many more times likely to foster. Um, we talk about homeless shelters. We can talk about food banks. We can talk about hospitals. We can talk about even the roots of educational systems mm-hmm. and the, the flourishment of society, all rooted in, in Judeo-Christian Western thought, this idea that God created the universe with order. That's all rooted in our biblical worldview. So mm-hmm. to say that um, just because we, we agree that that life deserves protection somehow means that we don't actually care about that life living fully I think is is baseless yeah. Um, and yeah I know that if we had someone come into our lives yeah. who um, and we've been, we've known people that have done this people that have tried to actively adopt mm-hmm. a child who of somebody who's getting ready to get an abortion mm-hmm. and unfortunately that woman ended up getting the abortion um, which is tragic but we would absolutely step up we would pray God how can we provide for this child God yeah. help us find a family to raise this child. Mm-hmm. If it's not us, who is it? Mm-hmm. If it is us, help us. Uh, if we need the resources, let's go to the church and get those resources. So I just think that argument um, doesn't actually withstand reality. Yeah. Um, and it's just one of these kind of talking points that for whatever reason has gained traction. Yeah. But I, I don't know yeah. on, based on what. Um, so. The final one that we're going to talk about today is that uh, abortion might be necessary to save the mother's life. That's been a I think a timeless argument for pro-choicers, um, which, okay, the ectopic pregnancies come to mind in that. Okay, how is this different than that? How is how is because for an ectopic pregnancy, I'm asking right. rhetorically and for yeah. the conversation, how would that be different than this someone saying, well, abortion might be necessary in some cases to save the mom's life? Now we've already separated the we separated them categorically. Yeah, the motive matters, and the the desire to to save lives is the is the goal of yeah operating and biology matters working on an ectopic pregnancy (laughs) but we're saying that there is a there's a desire if somebody has an ectopic pregnancy there's most likely a desire that they actually do want the child i think again motive matters whereas the go ahead well i mean and that's basically this is that we're assuming the child wants the 
there, excuse me, the mother wants the child, but then some sort of operation, not ectopic pregnancy, is necessary to save the mother's life because the child is somehow threatening their life. Yeah. Now, this is a bit of a red herring because it's very rare. And we actually got a quote um, as a physician, right? Yeah, that an was OB. An OB yeah. who's worked... 30 plus years, quote unquote, of delivering thousands of babies and I've never had to intentionally kill a fetus to save a mom and never lost a mom who would have been saved by an abortion. It's never needed to save a woman's life and saving women with miscarriages and ectopics also isn't abortion. So this is a common argument though because mm -hmm. they're trying, there's this desire to see abortion made uh, made legal but you can't just go and say we should be able to kill children whenever it's convenient to us that doesn't fly right. on in the in the marketplace of ideas right. and so there's this caricaturing yeah. and manipulating and gaslighting and calling people who want gen, gen excuse me genuinely to see women flourish they want to see these children flourish yeah. and, and basically lumping you in with people that aren't you mm -hmm. and motives that aren't yours so that they can get what they really want, right? Just and the facts, to do it. facts matter. I mean, biology matters, science matters. In these cases, it, it just, it just does. You can't take all the pieces away and only take the piece you want uh, to make things happen. It all works together and plays together in order of yeah. matter and life. On, and we're gonna sum this up here, but in the ectopic side, on the miscarriage side, um, to say that to make abortion illegal would be to make operating on ectopic pregnancies and miscarriages illegal would be the same thing as saying stabbing is illegal therefore all surgery is illegal no like stabbing is illegal why because the person has a motive to hurt and maim and kill somebody else surgery is perfectly legal with the right licensing because the motive is to cut open and preserve make, life to preserve life yeah. to save life right we had another example um i forget where Rape. it was oh <laughs> to, to call abortion illegal to say this to, to say that abortion is illegal therefore ectopic pregnancy operations are illegal is the same thing as saying rape is illegal therefore all sex within marriage should be illegal yeah. motive matters consent matters mm -hmm. and in the case of uh, a, a child that's being aborted that child does not even have the ability to to, mm -hmm. to speak up for themselves right. how can they possibly right and we're as Christians again called defend to, themselves. to defend the defenseless right and to speak up mm -hmm. for those that do not have a voice so we hope and pray that some of this has been fruitful for you to hear and listen to mm. um, again it's not our objective to be this next hot take on anything we really just want to encourage and equip you as parents um, as people as believers and followers of christ uh, we don't have to just live in this rage machine <laughs> that is the internet but we can I would encourage you have conversations with people like face to face over the phone, voice to voice conversations and ask mm. questions, uh, discuss what their problems are uh, with the overturn and of and the ruling of against Roe v. Wade. I mean, we are fools to just think we can just tout our own horns and our messages. I mean, Christ said like to love others, like love God and love others. And so how can we reach out and love others by sharing the truth? But by also engaging with them and, and asking questions of why they don't, why they're having these problems. Hmm. Why is it a frustrating thing for them? Why are they so angry about what points? Right. And that's to go back to that First Peter mm -hmm. 3.15 passages. But in your hearts, honor Christ mm -hmm. first and foremost. Amen. Always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for the reason, for the hope that is in you. Now, he's talking about the gospel. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to use this as a proof text for talking about any apologetic topic right. that we have but this is but when you're a, talking about abortion used, and life and imago day and the hope a capital h hope is this truth that we have in christ and the fact that he is king and god is a creator that's the second one and then 
but do so. Make a defense, but do so with gentleness and respect. And here's the encourage, encouragement. Don't conflate gentleness and respect with never ruffling any feathers. Mm-hmm. Because my, my, my feathers were pretty ruffled when God called me out of sin into obedience. Mm-hmm. That's our flesh. Responding. My flesh yeah. was upset when, when, when the Holy Spirit plucked me out of eternity and, and said, be saved. And this is what it means to, to turn your life away from yeah. the sin that you so dearly love. And that you've been enslaved to. And so, you know, that can be loving um, mm-hmm. in these cases. Now, we, we are to be bold without being belligerent. Mm-hmm. To be, uh, we are to be clear without being obnoxious. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's what Peter is getting at there. Um, there's a few resource, resources for you to check out. This is funny because it's liveaction.org. They are clearly a pro-life. Mm-hmm. Like their whole reason to exist is to abolish abortion. Mm-hmm. We are... Um, all about that yeah um One and other, so oh. we had somebody who um <laughs> i i i said here's the, I, I was making an argument for this ectopic pregnancy stuff mm-hmm. online and i said you know this website they explain it and the guy was like oh yeah <laughs> great he made fun of me he's like you're gonna cite them yeah that's not even credible i'm like how is it engage with the idea yes yeah. they have an agenda they want to see this gone and so they're going to yeah. argue for the thing to be eradicated they're right. not and don't just discredit the facts of what they're saying. Right. But anyway, it's a good resource and for they, being equipped. They do get into another uh, actual, like if you don't know what abortion is or what it looks like with a procedure, uh, one of their projects is abortionprocedures.com. So if, what is abortion? Go to abortionprocedures.com. Uh, that is a project of theirs to help, uh, I think, educate people on what it is. Yeah. So again, we don't usually dip, dip our toes in the political, you know, whatever that landscape looks like. This is unavoidable because our very children are at stake mm-hmm. and I believe the heart of our Absolutely. nation are at stake and the heart of our many mothers is at stake. And so we want to fight for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, we encourage you to do so as well. Um, the battle is still raging yeah. and it's not, it's, 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 it's a spiritual battle. Mm-hmm. And so we would ask that you just pray that God would continue to change hearts yeah. and to soften hearts and to, um, to, to have his will, to let his kingdom come. Mm-hmm. As will be done here on earth Amen. as it is in heaven. Um, if you've made it all the way to the end of this and you're not a believer, first off, I, I, I hope that this was helpful to you. Um, if you're upset with us, um, I'm sorry, but hopefully hopefully your heart is softening to the truth of the Lord. Um, and if you are willing, we would invite you mm-hmm. to join the fold of the people of God because I can tell you, friend, the water's great. Like God is good. Mm-hmm. Our lives are full of joy. And it doesn't matter our circumstance. And mm-hmm. that even if we just have been, we're coming out of a hard season. Mm-hmm. There's still joy, deep joy. Does that mean everything's perfect? No. Does it mean that our marriage is perfect? Absolutely not. Our whole ministry is predicated on the fact that we are not perfect, but we know the one who is. Mm-hmm. His name is Jesus. And if you want to know him personally, we've set up a website for you to start that journey. And it's thenewsisgood.com. I encourage you to check that out. Read a lot and then find a church to get involved in and be discipled. So mm-hmm. wait, we hope that you take us up on that. Let's pray. Selena, do you mind praying for us? Okay. Uh, God, thank you that you are the giver of life. Um, we praise you and thank you for the overturning of Roe v. Wade. Uh, it is monumental and historical. Mm-hmm. God, we pray for the hearts that are hardened against this choice, that they would be uh, radically softened by your grace. Lord, I pray that the church would shine bright as a beacon of hope and a place to serve and love those that are scared, God, that are angry, that are unsure of of what the future holds god may may our churches may our homes be a safe mm-hmm. haven uh, may they be a place of order and glory to you lord uh, thank you for the lives that are already being saved father we pray your will be done on earth as it is in heaven in your name amen
Amen. All right. Thank you so much for being with us this entire time. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the fact that our supporters are the reason that we're able to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to see more families mobilized in the in the mission of Christ and discipling their children and just being beacons of hope, beacons of light, beacons of love in their communities through the local church, uh, we would ask you to, to pray about supporting fierce, mar- fierce Marriage, Fierce Parenting. This is a Fierce Parenting episode, of course. So the way you would do that and to find out more information is go to fierceparenting.com slash partner. Uh, and we just ask one thing that you pray about it uh, and that the Lord leads you, that you would yeah. follow his lead. Um, with that said, uh, this episode of Fierce Parenting is in the can. And we'll see you again in seven days. Until next time. Stay fierce.